Welcome to Radical Resilience, the podcast. I'm your host, Pega Kadkodian. Resilience is more than just learning to bounce back from adversity. It is both a spiritual and practical journey of returning to the essence of who you are. With Radical Resilience, life can throw anything at you, and no matter how tossed around you get, no matter how hard you fall, you have the ability to get back up and come home to yourself. Hear the inspirational stories of women who embody radical resilience and learn the resources you need to reclaim your passion, purpose, and power. Hello, and welcome back to Radical Resilience, the podcast. I am Pega Kadkodian, as always, your host. Thrilled to be back here with you again. We're so excited for season two. We have some really amazing guests this season. Today's guest is certainly no exception. I'm really excited to have met her um, actually just through LinkedIn. And as I've gotten to know her more and more, I want to get to know her even better. Her name is Jessica Yarbrough. She is a strategist, really. She works with coaches and consultants, and she has a background in international business. And she's built multiple companies, but she's really a genius at showing entrepreneurs how to build an expert platform rapidly raise their value, build their credibility online, and attract high-paying clients. She travels the world teaching and inspiring entrepreneurs and helping them grow their influence and make the income and impact that they desire. But way more important than all of that, because she is truly a resilience badass, I wanted to have her on the show to talk about her resilience journey as an entrepreneur, because if you're listening out there and you are an entrepreneur, a business owner, someone who is trying your hand at going out there and creating something that is just your own. You're going to learn very quickly just how important resilience is. <laughs> and for me, my own entrepreneurial journey has been the biggest lesson uh, in resilience. So I wanted to have Jessica on to tell us about her incredible story. Jessica, welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> for being here. So if you would just Tell our listeners a little bit about your personal resilience story. And then I know we, we spoke at length about uh, the resilience story as it pertains to your business and your entrepreneurial ventures. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's, it's important always to give context and to know that, you know, my background was in business and marketing and I was really young and ambitious. And so I, you know, built a startup company and it was my dream and I'm very proud of what we did but I wasn't taking care of myself. Like I hadn't gotten that piece, that lesson. So I got to the point where I was really on the verge of burnout slash nervous breakdown. And I happened to go on a vacation with a friend of mine to Thailand where I had my spiritual awakening. And it was in that where I realized I had some decisions to make, um, mainly being that I didn't have to, even though I built this company, I loved what I did. I didn't have to stay with it, that that was not my only path, that I had the ability to um, really listen and tune into those other aspects of my inner self that wanted to travel, that wanted to explore, that wanted to develop personally, um, and that I could do it on my terms. And so in that defining moment, I made the decision completely on my own that I was going to walk away from the company that I built and basically buy a one-way ticket back to Southeast Asia which is exactly what I did. I walked away, gave up my shares, much to the dismay of everyone around me, including my family and coworkers. And I spent four years diving deep into like spiritual practices, 
Yeah, you know, spent time in like silent retreats and diving deep into yoga, did my yoga teacher training in Bali, uh, became a yoga teacher, thought, hey, I'm done with the business world. I was living in Costa Rica. I mean, just crazy, fun adventures. Came back to the US and I got pregnant with my daughter. And this was a big kind of surprise and like come to Jesus, you know, ask the universe, what are you doing now kind of moment. Um, because I realized it's though I had kind of left the business world, I didn't want to continue teaching yoga. It wasn't an alignment for the life I wanted to create for her. And then I also didn't want to go back and get a job that required me to commute, sit in a box under fluorescent lights. And so that's when I built my consulting business from the ground up and I did it while raising a newborn child completely on my own and being the sole financial supporter. So I share that part of the story because so many people, what's the first thing that happens when you think of starting something new, all your fears and insecurities come up. And so if I can do it as a single mother who literally was a broke yoga teacher at the time, uh, build my wealth and build my business with that responsibility of a child on my own, then you can absolutely do it. And you probably had more, have more money in the bank account than I did. And you probably, you might even have a partner, you might have all these kinds of things. And so that's a really important aspect of my journey, because like you mentioned, and I believe this is true outside of motherhood, entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development journey you will go on. So resilience has been a key force in helping me not only to build, but to grow and actually scale my company to the level it is today. I love hearing that story because there's so many beautiful nuggets within it, you know, just hearing that, like so many folks that uh, I've had on the show, that the defining moment was the, def- the, the, the moment of breakdown, right? That that moment of crisis is always sort of that defining moment where you get to choose how you want your life to go, you know? So I think as we stand right now in the midst of a global crisis, Uh, At the time of this recording, we have a global pandemic going on. We've had massive forest fires in California and climate change. We've had upheaval uh, around social injustice. We have an upcoming election and the world sort of just feels like it's this, you know, ticking time bomb. We can look at that and go, oh my gosh, there's so much that's happening in the world that's crisis. But crisis can be the moment of awakening both individually and collectively. And so I love hearing for you that it was that moment of the realization that you weren't taking care of yourself. There was a breakdown that occurred and that it set you on this trajectory of really honing in on your self-care, which if you're a listener of the show or if you know my work, friends, you know that one of the primary pillars of the radical resilience transformation process is self-care. It is the foundational piece. And I think you know, it gets a lot of lip service these days online, but what does that really look like? And I, I love hearing that you took that time. And I, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like that sort of created the foundation for you to be able to do what you did in terms of launching a business as a brand new mom, very little money in the bank and, and uh, sort of rising to the occasion, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. I would say not only to launch, but I even shared this with my copywriter today in a call right before this, I said that self-care is one of the most overlooked and underrated aspects of scaling a company. Like if you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to break 
either your health or your relationships. It's just, it's going to happen. And that's why you hear these stories of people achieving this like enormous success in a little bit amount of time and having adrenal failure or gaining a hundred pounds or ending up in divorce. And so this, that journey really helped me to get into really incredible alignment, not only with the money-making aspect, which I had done before in the business world, but the other stuff wasn't really addressed, but also to doing it in a way that's balanced and that is congruent with how I want to live my life. And so understanding like we're not here to 10X your business. Great. If that happens, our goal is to double your revenue over the course of a year and you still have time and and take things off your plate so that you have the time to take care of your health, that you are able to nurture your relationships. Like it's, so I attract a very different caliber of, of business client to me. It's not the hustle grind bro marketing, like none of that. It's, it's people who are mature. And I would say even have old souls even, and they realize that they have a gift and that they can play bigger, but they don't want to do that the way that's being taught and at the expense of everything else in their life. Absolutely. Because the crux of who I work with are women who have been living in that paradigm of the grind and the hustle. And many of them are executive women. So they're working for organizations, some entrepreneurial as well, but who fell into that, the trap of that paradigm, that sort of, we could say patriarchal model of the hustle, the grind. I love what you just said, the bro marketing, right? Rather than the really soulful, heart-centered, aligned, I love that you use the word congruent within yourself approach to living a, a, a really uh, holistic and well-rounded life. I refer to that as thriving, right? So in, in the system that I use, uh, mm-hmm. when I work with clients, we spend a lot of time feeling and letting go of baggage and trauma. And I think a lot of things that you uh, did within that time frame of the four years when you were on that inner journey. And then we really focus in on how can you be thriving as an individual, not just in your business, but in your relationships, in your overall, um, you know, in your life and in, in, within your community. So that is, I love that we're just so totally on the same page with that. So um, talk to me a little bit about mm-hmm. what some of your uh, self-care and resilience practices were. So what, was, what were some of the things that you did to help harness that sense of resilience Yeah. Well, I will say, even when I didn't have a lot of money, I always got massage and I'm big. I'm a massage massageaholic. I would say it's just having someone to help release the stress from the body. So that was already always a priority and will remain a priority to this day. Um, and the yoga was another one, you know, just being able to stretch my body, move my body and, um, and getting out in nature. I just feel like it's so healing, uh, to go climb a mountain or sit by a river or, whatever it may be. Um, So those were some of the practices that I did. And then as far as I still do, I'm very clear about my, uh, you know, stopping work at a certain time to get my movement out. Um, I'm I'm very clear about making sure that I have different self-care practices like massage and uh, boundaries around, um, around not responding to clients during nights or weekends. So it's really everything from, from the time management to boundaries, to actual self-care practices that I think all feed into self-care. And, you know, drinking green juice, you know, just putting the right things in my body. I take so many supplements 
Um, you know, you just, you just start really taking care of yourself on a greater level. And I will say that the more that I take focus on self-care, actually the more money I make, which is an interesting thing. (laughs) I've been working with a client who, you know, has been so accustomed to the grind and the hustle and then coming to me, shifting that frame and going, actually, we're going to do a whole lot less. We're going to focus a whole lot more on the self-care piece. And we're going to, you know, really focus in on this, the thriving piece of your life and the things that make you feel the most alive, that make you feel the most joyful, the most enriched, the most filled up. We're going to really put the emphasis there. And what's fascinating is that we didn't really, I don't, I'm not a business strategist like you. I, you know, I'm a resilience coach, but just making that shift in terms of doing less, focusing on the self-care, focusing on how we can be thriving more. Right. He said to me in one of our recent calls, and actually this is, this is a guy. So it's even, even uh, more interesting because it's a, a, a bigger sort of mindset shift for him. Even he said, the business has never, ever brought in this much money. And I said, well, are you doing anything differently on a strategy perspective? And he said, honestly, I can't think of anything other than just what we've been doing and focusing in on the self-care. And there's something to that just in terms of, you know, our vibrational mm-hmm. frequency and what it is that we attract to us, you know, for those of you who know the law of attraction, um, it's being validated scientifically now, right? So your, your energy field is like a magnet. And the more you're vibing high, the more you're attracting to you um, all the things that that you want in your life. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. And it took me a long time to get there, you know, to get to that place. Um, because you had to counteract everything that like the corporate world and what we were raised to do teaches, which is push, you know, or reach deep within you and like source energy from a negative place. Like, you know what I mean? In order to have this outcome. So then you get the outcome, but it's coming from a very pushing hard masculine way, which there needs to be some pushing, you know, but when you do too much, then what I found is you hit a collapse, you hit a break, and then you're exhausted for weeks. And so that is a pattern that I see a lot of entrepreneurs uh, go through. And it's like this launch roller coaster. They're always launching something, you know, sourcing energy and it exhausts them. They make money and then they, they like, they can't talk for two weeks or something. And so it's, it's really understanding from a marketing perspective and systems, how to put these things in place, but the thread that's always going to weave all of them together is you staying in balance and taking care of yourself and allowing, honestly, for, like you mentioned, if you're taking care of yourself, you are going to create a resonance to have the right people come in. If you're coming to a, from a place of scarcity of lack meaning even not even scarcity around money, but scarcity of energy, uh, any of that exhaustion, you're, you're spinning out chaotic energy and you are going to get those same kinds of clients versus when you are in this like place of strength and empowerment and balance, you're going to have such alignment with the quality of people that you bring in. It's, it's going to be a match. Um, they'll be drawn to that. They're not going to be drawn to the people drawn to chaos are going to go somewhere else. And so it's all part of it. And it's the unspoken part of it that is an absolute necessary, uh, in my opinion, to grow a business. Even for those of you who are not necessarily, you know, entrepreneurial or your business owners, this is about drawing to you the kinds of people that you'd want in your community, drawing to you the kinds of experiences that you want to have in your life, drawing to you, you know, people's circumstances, things that are a vibrational match to who you are to who you really are and what you really want to bring in. 
So, you know, yes, we're talking about it in the context of business and it definitely uh, translates to every other facet of your life. So one thing that's really cool and interesting about what I'm hearing inside of what you're saying is that it has to do with your mindset too. So talk to me about what shifted your mindset around the idea of looking at business in a different way. I knew it wasn't going to work the other way because I've already experienced everything that happened, like the crash and burn. So even though I did that four years, I continually still work on myself. Even to this day, I have an energy coach. And I, like, I am a big believer in having support, even if it's not on a business side all the time, I always have the life, personal development, energy, you know, side of things. Cause there's so much to unpack and unwind from our childhood and from our experiences. And if you don't have someone to be that sounding board and help you see things from a different perspective, then you're going to get tunnel vision. And that's how people get stagnant and don't meet their goals in lives, or they become very hyper-focused in one area, but they don't have balance in other areas. So um, always having a sounding board uh, doesn't mean I take everything that what they say, and then that is the truth. I still use discernment and have my own perspective, but I always have a sounding board and support in that way. That's really key. Another thing is um, the reason why I've been able to push through so much is because I just take action. Like I always see anything that I'm afraid of as the sign that I must do it. Um, and I, I recognize that the transformation is on the other side. And so the ability to just uh, do and worry about everything else later, and usually the worries don't even come, is, a, is an element that allows for success because I don't get caught in analysis paralysis. I'm just like, let's go, let's take action. You know, you know, even if you get beat up, you're gonna be stronger for it. Even if you get knocked down, you can stand back up. So just having that attitude is, is really key to driving forward and to creating the life that I want. And so really what, what we're getting there is it's important to have support, right? So coaches need coaches, therapists needs therapists, like whatever your support system is, I'm, I'm with you. I have three different coaches and an energy healer that I work with. So having that piece is so important, but it's not just about having the strategist. It's also about having that energy work and having that piece of it, yep. using your own discernment. And then I love that you said this, taking action, right? So kind of eating, you know, eating the frog, if you will, like doing the thing that scares you the most in spite of it. Because I also think when you do that, you prove to yourself what you're made of and what you're capable of and like things that you never dreamed were possible for you. And what an empowering thing when you are feeling that hesitation and you go ahead and you take that leap of faith and you do it anyway. And you go, whoa, that's amazing. I had no idea that I was capable of that. So that's very cool. Absolutely. I mean, the fears are much bigger in your head than they are in reality, just the way it is. And like I've put intentionally uh, in situations where I was able to face my fears. And so being able to come out the other side of that, again, all those travel lessons, it's like, well, now I know I can do anything. So, you know, and, and that's the thing I want people to understand is you are so much stronger and more capable than you give yourself credit for. So stop the doubt, the self-doubt and beating yourself up and, you know, um, being your worst enemy and start being your best friend and ally and stepping up to the plate and knowing that you can absolutely get through anything that life throws at you. That's a quotable ladies and gents start being your best ally. I love it. 
Y'all better write that down. That's so good. Okay, Jessica, I feel like I could talk to you forever. And I, you know, will likely call you and, and chat with you about my own business because I think you are a, a true badass and I'm so excited to have found you. Um, if people want to find you, of course, we're going to have all of your information in the show notes, all the ways that you can get in touch with Jessica, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all the socials. We'll make sure that you have a way of getting in touch with her. So if you're looking for that extra support, the strategies, the systems, um, and certainly she's got this amazing case study in there. And what was it? You took somebody from zero to half a million in 10 months. If that doesn't pique your interest, I'm not sure, <laughs> right? That's amazing. And it sounds like you're doing it in a really uh, supportive and nurturing way too. Awesome. I have a few rapid fire questions for you here. I've uh, started asking all the podcast guests. So if you won't mind just uh, indulging me with that and then we'll, we'll wrap up. I already asked you this one. So what was one thing that you did to cultivate your inner resilience? And I think you had mentioned you were really diligent about your massages your yoga and time in nature. Is that right? Yes. Beyond what you just talked about, what is the one consistent self-care practice that you do every day? That's a good one. I would say, I would say doing energy work every day, like five minutes, just getting the energy practice in to stay calm, centered, and balanced is key. I'm a mom Mm -hmm. and I'm a business owner, so we're busy. And so it doesn't have to be like an hour long practice. It's things that make huge shifts actually in your life. I love that. I actually talk about energy hygiene with my clients uh, and encourage them to do that. You know, every night is just that energy practice. Uh, For those of you who are like, what the heck is that? And where do I get my hands on that? Hit me up. Uh, And I will make sure that we get you a a recorded meditation of an energy hygiene practice because I think that's a great recommendation. Awesome. Um, Who are your three favorite personal development or spiritual teachers, living or deceased? Oh, well, I would say my number one uh, was Wayne Dyer, who passed away. Mm -hmm. Love Wayne Dyer. If you haven't, go download his audiobooks and just listen to him state affirmations over and over again. It will change your life. Um, Carolyn Mai is also a big fan. Um, Adi Ashanti for a spiritual teacher. I like him a lot. He's out of Mount Shasta. I'm going to have to check him out. I haven't heard of, say his name again. Adi Ashanti. Adi Ashanti. Okay. I'm going to definitely be looking into that. Thank you so much. And then this question I always like, because I I had a coach ask me once and I thought, oh, that's such a cool question. Who is in your power posse? And what I mean by this is these are people or angels or deities that you call upon to sort of stand behind you when you're either going through a really difficult time or you've got a really important presentation to make, or you're going to, you know, that you just call upon these energies to kind of be there and stand behind you. Now they could, you know, be actual people. So. Yeah. I would say like a mother Mary would be one. Um, yeah, I would say mother Mary would be like the men. And I always like call on angels. I don't necessarily call them by name, but I'm always like, okay, God source energy, you know, call my, call my, uh, tribe and help me get through. That. So, um, I do believe we have not only those, but we also have past family members. Like my grandmother's with me, you know, you always have people that are with you and that are watching over you and you can see that unfold in your life. What are your top three all-time favorite books? I could say number one would be like the alchemist. And since we're on the, the thread of 
personal development, we could say things like the four agreements or the prophecies, those kinds of ones. But if, as far as books in general, I'm a book junkie. I literally will go and buy eight books at a time and I'll read a book in two days. And I'm a big fan of fiction, um, enjoyable historical fiction, romance, uh, kind of fun ones. So I, I frequently shop like the Oprah's pick or Reese's book club pick, like those kinds of ones feel good. Women empowerment ones, big fan. So it's hard for me to say this is my three because I'm such a book. <laughs> I love reading. I'm like you, voracious, but I like the three you mentioned. You said The Alchemist. I read that one every year. It's on my list. Uh, the Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah. And then did you say The Celestine Prophecy? Yes. Awesome. Um, all right. And the last question is, what would you go back and tell your younger self with the wisdom that you have acquired today? Mm, I would say, love yourself. Mm. Like just love it. Everything you have is within you. Um, appreciate, you know, the body that you have, the wisdom that you have, trust in yourself and take care of yourself. Ah, oh, beautiful. So good. Jessica, it's been an absolute joy to have you on. Thank you so much for sharing all of your beautiful insights and wisdom. Again, if you want to get in touch with Jessica Yarbrough, uh, we will make sure that all of her social media links are in the show notes for you. And your website is? JessicaYarbrough.com. And that's Y-A-R-B-R-O-U-G-H. You got it. It's been a pleasure and a privilege to know you. And I thank you so much for those of you who tuned in and continue to tune in and support uh, Radical Resilience, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, of course, feel free to share it far and wide um, with anyone you think would benefit from it. We'll be back again. Wishing you so much love, light, and aloha. Namaste. I'm Pega Cadcodian. Thank you for listening to Radical Resilience, the podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Be sure to go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and rate. And remember to share this with all the amazing women in your life. Join us next week for another episode of Radical Resilience, the podcast.